Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. We have hit another milestone as today we reach episode 150. I'm so amazed and so grateful for being able to reach this mark. My sincere thanks to everyone who has been listening to Now Hear This Entertainment. We are up to 124 countries around the world where the show has gotten listeners from. I most appreciate all of the guests, too, of course, who have appeared on the show for what will be three years, just more than two months from now. And I have to once again recognize Crystal Blue Sound Studios for amazing work on every one of these 150 episodes, making the show sound great week after week. The guest for today's milestone 150th episode is very fitting as we celebrate this occasion because he exemplifies what is possible. For those of you who listen to this show because you are a performer yourself and you have a dream to someday see it pay off, In a way that you maybe sometimes think can only be in your head, this guest personifies where hard work, dedication, and paying your dues will get you. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York, my guest now plays guitar on Billy Joel's tour, in addition to maintaining his own Billy Joel tribute band, which is called Big Shot. In addition to singing and being a multi-instrumentalist, he is a songwriter, and he wrote Ordinary Guy, which is the theme song for actor-comedian Kevin James's new CBS sitcom, Kevin Can Wait. My guest was recently featured in Rolling Stone magazine and has also gotten coverage in national media, such as the Today Show on NBC. You've been hearing an original song of his entitled All Wrong. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment for our milestone 150th episode, Mike Del Judas. How you doing? Mike, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for doing this. How you doing? Uh, Great to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, wow. So much to ask you today. First, though, let's start off by having you talk about the song that we were just playing called All Wrong. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a tune I wrote about my daughter, Samantha. Um, she's, she's now 21. I wrote it when she was 15. Uh, and, you know, just just a song about, you know, when your kids start growing up and they get to that age where, you know, you know, where you have to start to let go a little bit and uh, and let them kind of spread their wings and live, their, live on their own and make their own decisions and, you know, just watching them grow up. And I remember, you know, going through an old... Uh, this this whole album of pictures of her from the time she was really young and up until she was 15 and just inspired me to start writing the song. So it was really just a song to her and, you know, just letting her know that I'll always be there for her. And of course, all my other kids too, you know, just to uh, know that I'm there 
And, uh, you know, sometimes as parents, it's, it's tough to make the right decision, tough to make uh, the decisions that we think are going to benefit our kids when they get older. And Are we doing something wrong? Are we doing something right? So this is kind of a song saying, you know, uh, the chorus just says, you know, it's all wrong if I've been holding on too long. And, uh, you know, to, to trying to control things and to try to, you know, keep her under my wing and keep the kids under your wing, it's hard to let them kind of go and start making their own decisions. And that's really what it was uh, was written for. And how did she feel at the time knowing that her dad had written a song about her? Ah, uh, she was, uh, well, she loved it, you know, obviously, you know. The, the, kid, the kid's always get a kick out of seeing himself on a little video <laughs> or on a... On a, on, a, on a whatever. So it was, uh, at the time, she was going through a little bit of a, you know, typically rough teenage, you know, time, teenage years. And, you know, it was just me letting her know I was there for her to help her. And uh, it was a, uh, it's a nice time, actually, to uh, to write her something. Sometimes as a writer and as a father, it's easier to communicate what you're feeling uh, in a song than to, uh, to, than to say it kind of face to face I could just kind of like hey push play here's what I'm feeling <laughs> makes it a little easier kind of like today's version of text messaging <laughs> yeah except, a little bit easier except there's uh, yeah. there's not a whole lot of parents out there that have the that have the capability to say hold on let me just write a song about this so <laughs> you can yeah yeah that's true yeah I guess so. <laughs> uh, to, to be to be fair uh, your other children how, how many and, and their names uh, 21 year old, uh, 20, uh, Sam is 21. I have a 23 year old daughter, Victoria. Uh, I have a 15 year old son, Colby and a 12 year old son, Noah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, with regards to your original music, how much room is there to try to fit one or two or three of them into a show that is marketed as being performed by a Billy Joel tribute band where everyone is showing up expecting every song to be one of his? How, how do you, how do you make sure that that's the focus, but also make sure that while you've got a big crowd there, they do hear some of your own stuff. Yeah, it's always it's always been a, a tricky dance to to perform uh, your own stuff during a show like that. I think um, you know you hit. I I usually just kind of hit them in the middle in the middle of the show somewhere with like one or two, and I you know just kind of explain and just say you know you know we all, we all, we play cover music, we do this, we do that, but you know the dream of what we're doing didn't start there. You know, the dream started that we would be our own artists and we'd be our own, you know, whatever. And it would be remiss if I didn't perform some of those and we'll have CDs for sale. So in order for me to promote what's on the CDs, uh, you know, it's usually good to just play one or or two of the songs from from the CDs so you guys can hear what they sound like and uh, see if you like something that you hear. And uh, if you do, we'll have some stuff available. That's usually the spiel that I'll, I'll put out. But yeah, it's definitely hard because, you know, you you're playing a show full of hits, you know, even if yeah. it's not your own, you're playing Billy songs and, you know, he's, it's, a, it's a night full of hit, hit Billy Joel songs. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's important for me to play my own stuff too, because, you know, you don't want to be a one trick pony. Sure. You know, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to box yourself and be like, this is all I can do, or this is all. So a lot of times we do break out and do some other, you know, other artists, maybe a couple of other artists will do a song or two, classic rock here, and just something to kind of, you know, make it diverse and then when it comes to my own stuff that's kind of the personal moment of the evening and just explain to them what's going on with that and hopefully you know you hope that you get a good response and you know tomatoes get thrown at you <laughs> it's, always, it's, always, it's, always, it's always a little nerve-wracking you know you, you put yourself out there you know you're kind of like uh, a scary moment playing your own material in, in, in a in a big you know 
pond of hit songs that people know. Yeah, so, yeah. Has it been easier or has it been more difficult uh, as, as the years have gone by to, to, you know, quote unquote, master that, you know, put, putting in some of your own original stuff? Has, has it been easier because the longer you've done it, the more you've kind of perfected it? Or, or is it still always a little uncomfortable for the reasons that oh, you just explained? Yeah, it's always, it's always going to be a little uncomfortable. I, I think the, you know, I think it's, it's the Kevin James tune, I think, um, gets, gets airplay or if it gets, you know, there was rumor that they were going to put it out as a single or something. I mean, if that ended up getting airplay, that'd probably give me a little more confidence to play it. You know, I think it would be more like, okay, well now I'm actually, you know, I do have a tune on the map and maybe they've heard it or not heard it or, you know, well, here it is if you haven't. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, it's always, it's always kind of uncomfortable, which I think is why I always, I usually do maybe one song, one original or two originals just to showcase and, and maybe get some CDs sold. And yeah, uh, but but usually I'll do I'll do my own original shows back on the island where it's just Mike Del Judas and it's you know my a different band and we just do all original material. Oh, wow. That okay yeah at least that kind of night everybody knows what they're coming to get and uh, makes it a lot easier to wow. play all my own stuff. Wow, you're you're wearing you're wearing at least three different hats musically. Then that's that's amazing. Yeah, as you yeah. can tell by my comments, Mike, at the start of the show, I do a lot for this show to be a learning tool for up and comers. And certainly, there are there are lots of tribute bands out there, many of which, as you know, are quite successful covering music of one, let's say, legendary act. So, having gone through the years of leading a band that was based on doing Billy's music, would you encourage a performer who today is thinking of taking the plunge into tribute band work or is there a reason why it's better for them to do their own original music and or covers by a variety of artists? Well, I think no matter what you're, what you're playing, if you're playing cover music, you're playing, you're paying tribute to somebody, you know, you're, if you didn't write the song or you didn't form the song, then you're basically paying tribute to the person that did, uh, whether you choose to do it with one artist uh, and cover one artist the whole night, or uh, you know, it's kind of you got It's kind of whatever you're you're into. Um, I, I think the key is, you know, do you want to make a living at it? Uh, how much do you want to treat it like a business? How much do you want to, you know, to, to go full fledged into your original stuff? I'll be honest with you. I've been doing it since I'm, you know, 18 years old, trying to get record deals. And you know, the days of those of those kind of situations are, are, are it's different now. It's a different world. The digital world is you know, change the landscape of how we get, you know, recognized with our own material. Now yeah. with how many YouTube hits do you have and how many, you know, uh, and record companies aren't, aren't sitting there throwing, you know, a quarter of a million, half million dollar advances at artists anymore. Right. Uh, basically it's, it seems to me now that they're taking, you know, they want you to do all the work, package the material, get <laughs> everything together. And if they like it, then they'll distribute it, but it won't have to cost them anything. And, you know, with the digital download world, not a lot of people are making a lot of money with, you know, with recording, some are there. There are definitely choice artists that are making a lot, and they've mastered this this new formula. Um, but for the most part, I'd say the people coming up. I mean, you really want to you really want to get stage experience uh, first. Uh, and there's nothing like playing, you know, cover music to get stage experience. I've been doing that for so long, and now I found that when I do my own stuff or when I get on the stage with Billy now I'm, I'm in front of, you know, sometimes 50,000 people. Mm. It's, it's very, it's very comfortable to be in front of large audiences because over the years paying the dues with the cover band and playing in front of thousands of people, you know, you play festivals and you play whatever. And it's kind of like, it's, 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 it's your college. It's like you're going to school. Mm. That's your school for, for the big day. 
So I think I think people have to look at playing cover music as a different. You know, a lot of sometimes it's 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 you know demonized or it's you know it's kind of like oh it's it's only covers. Well, well, you know, all right. If you think you can go out and make money playing your own stuff, good luck. You know, <laughs> go do your thing. You know, and then they see how hard it is. They realize, you know, hey, look, I sold one T-shirt and I sold four CDs. I don't think I'm living. I don't think I'm going to make a living off of this. And I I think it's just there comes a time where you got to just be realistic and say, you know, this is the deal. Like, uh, we're doing this because we love to play music. Mm -hmm. We started doing this because we love to play music. And I don't think we started with a guitar in our hand, writing our own songs from the minute we had a guitar in our hand. I sure. think we, or, or a drums or drums or whatever instrument you play. I mean, we started this listening to other people play music, being inspired by it, learning their material. And, so that ends up becoming a more comfortable way to introduce yourself to the musical world while making money also. And I think at some point you have to realize you're going to have a family and you're going to have, you know, that kind of thing. And you're going to want to keep doing this. You're really going to have to make money at some point doing it, or you're going to have to do it part-time. Well, sure. Because, you know, look, here I am talking to a guy who's currently on tour with Billy Joel as, as his guitar, as, as a guitar player, but he's already told us here in the interview so far that you've got the Big Shot Tribute Band and that you do some of your own solo Mike Del Judas shows. So obviously, for those that think all I got to do is land one of those types of gigs and I'm set, you're, you're putting all your eggs in one basket and you're probably also uh, limiting your options. No, yeah, you can't, you can't just assume that even if you have great music, you can't. There's a lot of people out there that write great music. And, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's like wanting to become a baseball player. You know I mean? You know how competitive that world is and that, that industry is. It's always somebody, you know, pardon the pun, but, you know, swinging a bigger bat and hitting the ball further. And, uh, you know, with music, it's got to be you're doing it because you love to do it. And the byproduct is that sooner or later, if you keep doing what you love, that sooner or later that will come across to people. That is what will sell people, whether you're singing your own material or cover material. Uh, it's going to be your passion and your ability to do it and how well you do it. That's going to, that's going to get you the recognition and get you the uh, appreciation that you need. Yeah. And I can tell you listeners that another story, very similar to, to Mike and to the point that we're trying to make here, go back and listen to episode 123 of the show. When I interviewed Wendy Wagner, she is a singer on tour with Joe Walsh, and she had actually been on this show before as well. But the point is that Wendy talks about the fact that she doesn't just wait around for work with Joe Walsh and expect to draw a full-time income just from being a singer on his tour. She talks about all the other different projects that she does and that she's been very successful with all the other work that she's gotten and singing with Joe Walsh on his tour is just kind of the carrot on top. So uh, go back and listen to that one as well as uh, episode 74, the first time that she was on. And then, uh, as I mentioned, 123, she was back on again. And I'm going to give out Mike's uh, social media destinations here in a minute, but you'll notice, as he said, that there are a couple other acts that they'll slip in from time to time, other artists that they'll cover. So when you go on his YouTube channel, you'll see them doing some of, of uh, the band's other music besides Billy Joel. Mike, with as busy as you are juggling Billy Joel's current tour and then dates with Big Shot, and now you just mentioned even uh, Mike Del Judas' band, uh, doing your original stuff. Is there even time for you to be writing new original Mike Del Judas songs these days, or, or have you had to put the pen down for the time being? I, how, I, I guess, how much time would you like to be songwriting if all things were equal? You, you know, like I, 
I get so frustrated when I, I, I listen to I listen to interviews of certain artists that have been around a long time, and these guys can just sit down and, you know, eh, whip up a song, you know, just, just let me write something. I'm like one of those guys that goes in severe droughts. Uh. And, but, but, my, but my droughts are, the, are my accumulation. That's my accumul- accumulation time. That's where life, life has taken over. That's where my material for my next batch is now being born out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've learned to embrace the valleys. Uh, I used to think like, oh God, I'm in a rut, I'm in a rut, I'm in a rut. No, I am actually not in a rut. I am actually gaining material. I'm gaining things to write about. Or uh, So for me, it's like usually it'll, it'll come in waves. And I'm not one of those guys that's got to be, that, that, that has to be in a bad place to write a song. I need to be in a good place mentally. So a lot of times, you know, if I'm, if I'm down or I'm whatever, you know, you know, there's that classic thing like, you know, people that have weight problems where it's like, you know, I'm down, I'm going to go grab, I'm going to go eat five cheeseburgers, you know. <laughs> I, I'm different. I'm different. When I'm down, I don't eat. You know, I'm one of those people that's just like, I'm just too disgusted to want to eat something right now. And I, don't, I just have no appetite. Right. And it's kind, of the same, it's kind of the same thing with writing. When I'm in a bad place in my life or not even bad, nothing is ever bad. You know, even when it's bad, it's good, you know. To me, God has been so good to me that even when things are really bad, they're they're never that bad, you know. It, it, you know, things are just always, you know, they might just be status quo for the moment, or yeah, that, there, there are definitely crazy moments. I have four kids, I've been married a bunch of times. I mean, <laughs> I have definitely have a chaotic life, it's, uh, but I like I like to call it controlled chaos to a degree, uh, and there's a lot of love, no matter what. There's always a lot of love that goes around, so. I think with songs with me, it's just like I wait for the waves. You know, it's kind of like paddling out, paddling out, and then all of a sudden you see a set coming, and and it, that and when you see that set coming, it's like, do I do I roll over the wave and just keep waiting for like the perfect wave, or do I just start going with this and turn around and 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 you know swim forward? And I think that's what it is with me with writing, and I I go through those times, and when I get them, they're really strong. And those are the moments that, you know, where I will go literally lock myself in a studio for a month on end and I will not leave until I come out, come out with exactly, wow. you know, what I, what I feel was intended to happen. So, uh, and, and, and in these days now, there's no more albums, really. There's a lot of singles. You know, right. iTunes. Everybody's just releasing a single. And right. I think that's taken the pressure off. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and not to mention the fact that, you know, as you said, if, if, if you just automatically put pen to paper when you're in, when you're in a down place, you're going to come out with these angry songs. And, and so getting back to our, our discussion a few minutes ago where you're talking about being on stage and having to slip in some originals, if you're slipping in these original songs that are really angry, people are going to say, wow, this guy's got a real dark side to him. Well, yeah, I mean, not even, not, not, not even angry. Like I'm like a, like I'm a Pisces. I'm like a sensitive dude. So I mean, most of the time, it's usually like a, oh, an oh, you know, a relationship ending song or a, you know, a sad, a sad song more than gotcha. it's angry. I don't like to write angry, but it's definitely more, you know, like oh, what went wrong kind of song. You know, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a better balladeer. I'm a balladeer. I yeah. like to write a ballad. Yeah. I love, I love to, to record and produce ballads. Fast songs seem to be like. Really? You know, like, how happy should you freaking be all the time, you know? <laughs> you know, stop already. Life is not that great all the time. And, you know, be real. And So I'm trying to embrace the uh, the upbeat tempo kind of tunes and try to... But it seems like, you know, a lot of a lot of the times, I'm, my songs are my diary, you know? They're my... 
you know, that's, that's, that's what I write down. And, you know, my, you know, if I, if I have a therapist, she'll tell me, write this down. Right. <laughs> well, for me, it's, it's I'm going to write it in a song and I'm going to get it out in a song. And sometimes, you know, it comes across as being, you know, a sad song or a, or whatever, but I think as I get older, I'm, I'm embracing both sides of it. But, uh, nice. you know, the writing process is so different for everybody. It's oh, just sure. so different. And, uh, I think for me it's it's that though. It's uh, I need to be I need to be in a good place and I need to be in a place of reflection of what happened to me recently mm-hmm. and how I got up from that valley and then all of a sudden it's like, Give me a guitar, give me a piano yeah, and then yeah. I can't stop. Yeah. You know, then I'm I'm kinda of roll. Well I wonder, have it, have you gotten even busier since the Rolling Stone article came out? What what kind of impact did you see from that? <laughs> it's weird. The media the uh the media stuff is, is strange. It's, it's, it, 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 it brings attention and it, but you know, it's like, it's kind of, it's one of those things where you know how social media is like something can, can blow up one day and be like, wow, it's the biggest story in the world. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah, no something else happens two, yeah. two, day, two days later and it's gone. You yeah. know, it's, we're, we're, in a, we're in a fast food society, you know, we, we instant gratification, instant. I want to hear this now. I want to know, you know, I want to know now I want to this now I want this now. Uh, so I think, I think that stories that may used to have gotten like more legs and lasted a lot longer. I don't think that they have as much effect anymore, but I will say this. I mean, um, it definitely, maybe it's just my own perception of myself. I, I just don't really view myself uh, I, I'm I'm just Mike. I'm just still the same guy that was li- living in a trailer, you know, 20 years ago. Not even 20 years ago, 15 years ago. So uh, I don't, you know, things like that. Kind of like I kind of say, "Wow, that's really nice," and I appreciate it, and thank you very much, and you know, thank God and God bless and God's been good and all that kind of stuff, which He has. And then I kind of just get back to the business of just being me because yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, to me, I don't. Those kind of things, they're really nice, and, and I'm blessed, and I'm grateful to, to have people look at me that way. And I, I, just, I still kind of just don't see it. You know, <laughs> I still kind of just see I'm still, you have to believe it yourself in order to get high and mighty about it. And I just, when I, you know, I look at my life, I look at me, I look at how I feel inside, and I'm like, oh, I still feel the same as I did before the article. So I guess beautiful. I am who you. I am, and that's, just, you know what I mean? Like, I am yeah. who I am, and... I'm thankful for I'm thankful for everything that's happened during this tour and um complete being with Billy has opened up so many opportunities that um you know these things have just kind of flooded me and I'm and I'm definitely just really thankful for him. I I think there's so many more people out there though that you know to me deserve more and than I've gotten and deserve it. Wow. And God bless so you. That's, me, a, that's just, a that's a very uh, admirable attitude. I'm just I'm I'm just happy to be where I'm at. I really am. I I really grateful i never i never you know i always dreamed that i would be be somewhere around here you know around this spot but i you know it took it took a lot of life to get here and oh, i don't sure. think i think people people sometimes they don't get that they'll see oh yeah well he did this he worked really hard and now look where he is you know uh, well there was a lot of stuff that went on <laughs> you know in between that time period and uh, just you know, what are you doing you just summed up my whole life in like two sentences <laughs> exactly exactly this you know this is not you know let's be realistic it's, uh you know it's not an easy it's not an easy life to to make a living being a musician you know you're going to get told to quit you're going to get told that you are a bad provider you're going to get told that your lifestyle is is you know not conducive to what society thinks should be a normal lifestyle. You're going to be 
put down. You're going to be uh, judged. You're going to have, for every song you put up and for every, uh, you know, hundred great comments you have, you're going to have somebody that's just got a bone to pick with you or, or might just be having a bad day or just maybe is not having an easy time in their own career and they have to rip you apart to, to feel better about themselves. And all of a sudden you realize, you know, if you're a sensitive person like I am, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've had to learn to get a thicker skin, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, yeah, no. because, you know, I pour my heart out into, into what I do. And it's really hard to put your heart out and then have somebody just step on it just because they're in a, they're not having a good day. And yeah, people don't realize that, you know, we're artists, we're, we're, we're sensitive people. We, we care about what people think. Yeah, do. You put yourself and into a very that. vulnerable position every time you step on stage and every time you put out a recording. A hundred percent. It's it's the most frightening thing in the world. Doing an original gig for me is some of the most frightening uh, ninety minutes that, that I will spend. Wow. Because wow. it's it's all because it's all me. It's it's all everything I'm writing. I mean, I, I've been married a bunch of times. I have songs that I have written for, you know, like Billy. It's a, we have a very similar um, social when it comes to parallel. I always say parallel universes, except he's, you know, way 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 in a different area as far as success. <laughs> Um, but when it comes to personal life and marriages and things, you know, you see the course of his career and his different lives and his different relationships and how they inspired that, those chunks of material that he wrote. And I see that in my own life. Uh, we have the same amount of, uh, marriages and, and, you know, different situations. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're putting, we're putting our heart out there. And when I write lyrics now, I write like him. I write very literal. I don't, I don't write these hokey, you know, you know. Yeah, you're, you know, not, typical, you're not starting you know, with the hook and, and trying to, to follow all the songwriting rules. No, hell, hell no. no I'm, writing, I'm writing a story. Here's my story about this situation, and here's all my feelings. And now I, they're all out on the table, and that means, that means if I wrote this one about number three, then that means number one, number two, we're going to hear it. They're going to know it, and number four is going to hear it, and number four is going to go, hey, you wrote that about her. And, you know, it's a very vulnerable spot to wow. be in. And, wow. But, I'm, but, but, you know, but you know what? You have to write it. I have to. Have to yeah, get it out. Yeah. I have to. Uh, so it's, well, it's uh, therapeutic it's for you, I imagine. At, at some point. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you 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 kind of thrust yourself when you release a song. You kind of thrust yourself into into that. You uh, well, here it is, and now I'm sure I'll get ten phone calls, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll find out we'll find out how this one how this ship flew. Good know, stuff. Sailed and, Good stuff. <laughs> Yeah. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from New York is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Michael Del Judas. Visit his official website at www.bigshottributeband.com and then engage with him on social media. On his website, you will find links to Mike and his band on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There's also a link there to get on the mailing list. Of course, keep up with Mike online for when and where you can go see him perform live with the Big Shot Tribute Band and then Billy Joel's website for tour dates so you can see Mike playing guitar and singing with Billy. And do purchase Mike's original music. It's available on iTunes, CDBaby.com, Amazon, all the usual online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net 
as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio there, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, quotes from the guest on each show, and an indication of which two songs we played by that guest. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned Wendy Wagner on episodes 123 and 74. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Mike's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Mike, one more question about your original music. I mentioned in the intro that your song Ordinary Guy was picked up as the theme song for the CBS sitcom Kevin Can Wait. Take us through that whole process. Were you asked specifically to write for that? Was it was that a song that you already had, quote-unquote, laying around that got pitched for it, or did, did you even know it was being considered? Yeah, that was a weird thing. I was in London with Billy. We were doing uh, Wembley Stadium and Frankfurt, Germany. We did a short little run. We did a couple shows there. So we had a lot of downtime at the hotel in London, and I uh, I had met Kevin through Billy uh, at his house a couple of times, at Billy's house a couple of times. He had a couple of Fourth of July parties and things like that, uh, and also met him at the Garden. And I found Kevin. You know, we meet a lot of a lot of people through this. I've met so many, you know, quote stars or so many quote you know musicians, famous musicians, because sure. they've gotten up and played with Billy. And and Kevin was one of those guys that was just a sweet, just a sweetheart. And I knew it immediately. I was like, this is a Long Island dude. He's just <laughs> down to earth, very, very Billy. You know, like same thing, just really nice, really down to earth. We hit it off. Uh, we talked a little bit. We exchanged numbers. We, you know hung out a little bit and then all of a sudden I'm in London I'm at the hotel and Kevin texts me and he says hey bud you know exclamation <laughs> points I wish I had the text in front of me it was such a great text uh, he's like you know listen you know it's kind of crunch time and we're, we're looking for a theme song for the show and uh, I've listened to your material I love your material and nice. we all love your stuff you, do you have anything that in particular that you'd like to throw your hat in the ring as a theme song and I you know immediately Thought of ordinary guy. That was not even a because ordinary guy was a couple of years back when this stuff happened with Billy. Ordinary guy was recorded on my My Street CD. Okay, um, and it was always a song that I thought was never going to be a single. That it was written for a movie, written for a show. Wow, um, it felt like that. And at the time, I was being asked to maybe do a reality. They were pitched to do a reality show about me, you know, going trans, transitioning from the tribute band to Billy's band, and it was a uh, there was people that there were people that were very interested in doing the story or doing the show, uh, and as a theme song, I said, "Well, what would be a better theme song?" So what I did was I went on, on you know, made an iMovie kind of video, two ordinary guy with all my family videos and pictures and mm. all that kind of stuff, and I kind of put it up there, and I figured that would be the the theme song for the show if I ever got if that ever got off and got off the map. We decided uh-huh. family wise that that I. Uh, a show like that maybe wouldn't have been that great. You know, we've heard that it gets very personal and they, they look for the negative and I'm a positive mm-hmm. guy. I don't want 
our life being out there, my family's life being out there in a negative way or yeah, you know, anything. So we, yeah, too much. Yeah. So we, we just, I just said, you know, forget it. So the song sat for a while. So then when he called, I said, wow. I said, yes, I have it. I have a song. I said, this is the song. I'm going to send it to you. Uh, let me know what you think. I have one other one also. There's another song on, on uh, called No Place Like Home, which I thought would have been another great uh, theme song for a show. But I sent them ordinary guy just, you know, thinking this is it. And uh, it took about 35 minutes. And he just texted back and said, oh, my God, that's the song. Wow. You know, that's, you wow. know, I love it. I love it. Now I'm going to pitch it to the guys. They pitch it to the guys 20 minutes after that. They love it. Wow. Now I got to pitch it to the then I got to pitch it to the network, and then all of a sudden the next day the network loves it. Oh my gosh! So it, it all, yeah, it all snowballed pretty quick. And yes, I thank God I did have it already because if somebody you know calls you up in a pinch and says, you know, write me a song called Kevin Can Wait, or write me a, you know, you don't. That's not how the writing process works. I mean, yeah, I could have done it. I could have come up with something that sounded, you know, very sitcommy. Mm -hmm. I can do that, uh, but I don't think it would have had. You know, I always feel like I write psychic music. I feel like I sometimes there are songs that I write exactly about something that happened, or sometimes I don't know what I'm writing about, but I know it's going to happen, and it does. Wow, wow. And, yeah, and, it, case in point. and, it, and it, yeah, and that happens a lot. And I think that came in handy with this. I think Kevin heard it. He played it for his wife. They watched the video together, and he's like, My wife was in tears. He's like, This Beautiful. is it. This, is, this matches exactly what we're going for. And I got lucky. It's a very, uh, very blessed. I, I, I'm so grateful for that because it finally put, kind of finally put me on the map as a writer, as opposed to not just being a cover guy. Exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. So it was, it was very rewarding. It really was. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment, where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is the time to start recording, not to mention writing, a Christmas album is not in December. That's when it should be getting purchased by your fans and you should be in full promotion mode for it. As you lay out your calendar for 2017, make an entry in the summer months for getting things going with your holiday album so it will be out in plenty of time for people to buy it. Don't lose out on sales because you are too late getting yours out. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. And listeners, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to go through Mike's whole story here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to refer you to the Rolling Stone article that, that I referred to before. Uh, Mike's got a great success story. It's been told over and over. And, and for those of you who have been listening through the first 149 episodes of the show, thank you. But you also know that I pride myself in uh, not asking the obvious questions. Um, I do want to get into the, uh, all the Billy Joel stuff. I, I just don't feel the need to, to retell your whole story, Mike. Um, I've, I've had lots of guests on this show 
who've been on American Idol, The Voice, even America's Got Talent. And, and I've asked some of them, now that that's in the past, do you want to be known for having been on that show? Or is it, no, I want people to focus on what I'm doing now. And they almost all tell me, look, Bruce, that's what got me here. So of course, I don't mind it still coming up. So, so Mike, I know you're happy to tell your story over and over because it is what got you here. But my question to you is, putting together and then doing shows as a Billy Joel tribute band, did you ever even once think to yourself, man, I would love it if we could get so big that someday Billy himself would get wind of us and ask me to perform with him? No, I, I just did, I didn't see that as a pass. I, I, I thought maybe, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm being 100% honest right now. I mean, the, the dream is I'm a songwriter. Would it be great one day to maybe picture myself having my own career? opening up for Billy maybe, or, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, but no, but still no. Like, you know, I'm doing a tribute band. What the hell could he possibly need me for? He's, he's alive. Wow. You know, he's alive already. Yeah. He's still there. So it's not like it's a journey situation where, you know, Steve couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And they hire our, they hire our now to come in and do it. It's, you know, Billy's still around. Why would I think what would, you know, I, I never would have imagined that, uh, I'd be in his band. Like if it just, it was very, very strange the way it all happened. And, and I always attribute that to God. And I always say God's plans, are, you know, for me, have always been way higher than what I could have ever dreamed or imagined. And, and I never see, whenever God does something or whenever the universe, let's say, of people that don't believe in God, whenever the universe does something, it's, it's never something you see coming. Amen. It's never, you know, it just always seems to be like, whoa, where did that come from? And that was, wow, I didn't... But then when you look back in retrospect, you can really see how it was coming together. But during the process of it, you don't see it. You don't, uh, you don't imagine it. And that's kind of what happened with, with the Billy thing. I just did not see that coming, and uh, I'm still blindsided by it. I'm still blown <laughs> away by it. And I get to look over every night, uh, watch him play a lot of his stuff on the piano when his piano is tilted the right way. And I, and I find myself just watching him play stuff and me realizing how poorly I play it. <laughs> you know? And then I go and then I go, well I really gotta work on that. I see what he just did there and I need to do that. You know? And, you know. So but, so for but, me it's not every night every night I'm hearing what I do wrong. I'm not hearing what I do right. And I'm and I'm thankful that people hear hear it in a right way and that they <laughs> think I'm doing it in the right way. But uh, you know, to be perfectly honest, I consider myself a hack and I'm just I'm thankful. I'm I'm thankful to be where I'm at and uh and to be able to do what I'm doing. It's yeah. uh I, ne- I never saw it coming like this. No, I never did. Yeah, praise God for that. And, you know, for some reason, it makes me think a, a songwriter friend of mine in Nashville, um, you know, she, to- she told me the old, the old expression, if you want to make God laugh, tell him what your plans are. <laughs> yes, that is so true. And that you know, look so at true. look at you know look at what look at what you envisioned and, and look at how it turned out. But you know, I, I wonder though, Mike, as as much of a dream come true as all this is for you, performing with Billy, it is every day just you know as you were just saying, I still can't believe I'm doing this, or or is it to the point where you do say, hey, come on, you know, it's the music business. I'm on the road a lot. I'm away from home and family. It it, it is a business. I'm I'm thankful and I don't take it for granted. But yeah, it's it's not the fairy tale twenty four seven that people might think it is. Uh, I think I think the way Billy's schedule is, um, you know, he doesn't work a lot. You know, we're out maybe two times a month, 
I'm able to spend a lot of time at home. Um, and I, but Big Shot schedule is busy too. So the fairy tale, I mean, the fairy tale really has to become, am I living the life I want to live? You know, it, it's not, it's not based around, you know, when I go on the road or when I have a Big Shot show. Because when I'm on stage, that really is pretty much for the most part, it's the only, you know, my, my life definitely is chaotic emotionally. I mean, it's a lot going on. I'm responsible for a lot. I'm a dad and, and this, you know, four, four kids and, and, you know, you, you can, you can be divorced from people, from people when you, but you really never are when you have children. And so we're still a family. We're still all a family as, as weird as that may sound. And so there's always a, a dynamic of so much going on that really that dominates the landscape of my mind more so than music. Uh, my family comes first. My 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 personal life. I spend more time in my personal life than I do playing music. So that really is the you know the domination of the landscape of what, what's going on in my life. So for me, the fairy tale, the fairy tale is still there when I get out on the road and I'm at the airport and, or Billy asks to fly, us to fly on a jet with him and yeah. yeah, those things all exist and they're beautiful moments. Yeah, um, but they're temporal moments. You know, they're they're. They're not. They're not what defines me. Um, and I think. I think that. I think most musicians that are on the road. I think if you really get into their heart of hearts, uh, at least any anyone's with substance would tell you the same thing. They would probably tell you, you know, my life is not what I do. My life is really who I am, and uh, it's. You know, I'm. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a human being first. I'm a soul. I'm a father. I'm a. You know, I try to be do the best I can just as a soul in life. Uh, and then whatever is the byproduct of that, wow, it's a great that I get to tour with Billy Joel. It's great that I get to be doing what I love for a living. Who else could do, could say that they love what they do for a living? And that's mm-hmm. great. But you know what? All it takes is one sick day in a hospital. Um, you know, one moment where one of your kids maybe is sick and... Uh, or maybe all of a sudden you're really sick and all of a sudden those things that you thought mattered really don't matter much anymore. And the only thing that's left is really, you know, the only thing that's left is, is who, is who you are as a soul and who's around you and the people around you and and God and and all those important things. So for me, I try not to get wrapped up in the, in the temporal things that they really don't make, they they really don't, they they don't dominate my life. Good for you. You know, the things that dominate my life. Yeah. God bless you because, you know, obviously the Lord has blessed you with, with these great opportunities, you know, but it is also, well, you know, how are you glorifying me? What are you doing in your everyday life? You know, if you just look at the 10 commandments, you know, are you honoring your father and mother? Are you, you know, and you go right down the list. So as you say, those are great moments, but it's two hours on stage on a Friday night. You know, what about, 9.30 on a Tuesday right. morning, you know, when this one is sick or just what about, you know, what you're doing in, in your everyday life, you know, to, to show gratitude and, and to be humble. So, uh, God bless you for, for that attitude. It's, it's really, and it's really... not, and it's not easy, you know, like, oh, of not course easy. not, not of course not, you know, and I've made, I've made a lot of decisions that, that, you know, of, uh, you know, that there are repercussions, but when I look back on my life and I look at, you know, the marriages and the, and the, on the different things, I see. I see the beauty. I see my kids. I see great relationships. I see. I see the reasons why things happen the way they happened. I'm a person that you know is is definitely, you know, I, I always I always at least want to do the right thing, even if inherently as a human I fail. I, I, I my intention is to always want to do the right thing, and I and I may fall short uh, as we all do, but I my intention is to not. My intention is to do the right thing, and 
you know, and I'll screw up just like everybody else. And yeah. I, 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 I admit when I do, it's just, uh, but I don't, you know, to me, I want, I want my life to be, I want my life to have substance. And, uh, the two hours on stage are fantastic because they are really the only two hours that I forget. I could be going through a complete mess of whatever. And those two hours are really the only two hours I could say, I really just for two hours didn't think about anything, but yeah. being in that moment <laughs> and, you know, and it's amazing to have those two hours. Those are mine. Like well, those absolutely, are my because, it, because if you yeah. don't, you know, you, then, then you're missing out, you know, then, then there's some, some great memories to be made on that stage that, that you just missed out on because you did let your personal stuff bleed over into your professional life. So it's uh, it's kind of, a, yeah. it's kind of a, uh, one of the bullet points on the, on the job description is you need to leave your personal stuff at, at home during, during that time we're on stage. I, I, I wonder though, how easy or difficult has it been to, to not only schedule, the big shot band around Billy's tour and, and, you know, the Mike Del Judas band also, but, but just flat out handling both at the same time, especially being the band leader and the lead singer one night and being the guitar player and background singer the next night. Yeah. I, I think my personality would probably lend, you know, I was always very shy. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I, the front man thing was never something that I, I was kind of forced into the front man thing because I, because of my voice. And I guess, because people always said, my God, you know, you sing your voice, your voice. And I didn't hear that. I, you know, when I go on stage, I hear what I do wrong. I, I, yeah. All I'm hearing all night is, you know, wow, I, I, I was sharp on that note or I could have hit that better. or I could have projected better. I'm thinking of the things that I could do to fix mm-hmm. and what, what mm-hmm. I, and I hear those things. So for me, it, it's very hard to, to, to put that, that time aside because I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing all that. You wow. know what I mean? I'm, I'm not one of those guys that's up there going, "Wow, look at me!" You know, I'm going, "Oh my God, that just completely, that completely stunk." And uh, you know, I bet I better fix that, or I'm going to find myself, you know, on the side of the road <laughs> pretty soon. You know, so I, I, I think it's it's a lot of that. It's hard to balance everything and and put everything in, into its perspective. But you know, those getting on stage sometimes it's it's not easy when you have personal things going on and. You're right. You can lose yourself in a moment and be like, wow, I just, I had what should have been the most incredible experience of my life. But, you know, my mind was completely dominated by something that happened before that I know is going to be gone tomorrow. And I shouldn't have even worried about it. And, but that's part of being somebody that, that's sensitive too is, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm a sponge. I, I care more about, I care more about everyone else's happiness. That's kind of what I go, <laughs> I, it's just inherent in my nature. So therefore, I let my own, kind of desires sometimes and my own happiness take a back seat. And sometimes it's a, Hey, this is your moment. You need to enjoy this. This yeah, is you. Yeah. You're allowed, you know, you're allowed to, you're allowed to enjoy this. Yeah. And, part of me wants to say, congratulations, you're human, but, but I can relate to personally to a lot of what you're saying. And, and of course, you know, in, in the music industry, and, and I guess I can say in the broadcasting industry, you know, we do learn that you do have to leave those problems at home because if you're coming to the studio to record, or in my case, if you're coming to do an interview, you know, it's going to, it's going to bleed through on the recording. If pe- if people can tell that you're bothered by something, then, you know, the, the producer is not doing his job. If he doesn't get the best performance out of you, I don't, I don't do a, a service to my listeners. If I come here and I'm really upset about something. So, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of fighting that same battle. And, and as I said, it, it just means that, that welcome to the club, that you're, that you're officially a human being. <laughs> well, what it also, what it also means too, I guess at some point is that, you know, 
maybe we both must start calling and we're really great actors and uh we should we should <laughs> we should pursue acting as a, as a uh, as a, as an alternative career because there are moments it's just if there are moments it's just like man i bet i got to put i got to put the smile on right now yeah, yeah i've had moments walking on stage where life seems to be falling apart around me in my personal life that if something happened like you know my daughter got in an accident or this happened or that or it's something you know and nothing obviously nothing you know major where i would have to leave or but, but anything could be going on and I'm literally having for that moment, uh, the minute the lights go down and 20,000 people screaming, it's, it's like, okay, here we go, yeah, flip you know, the switch. put it on, yep. Yep. fake it till you make, fake it till you make it kind <laughs> exactly. of deal, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> exactly. and, and you just, you just pray it. And before you know it, you know what, what we, what, what we act like sometimes we become. That's right. And there's something to be said about putting on a smile or putting on a, because you might be thinking you're acting, but what you're really doing is you're changing your, your mindset. You're yep. changing your, and it, and all of a sudden you feel that you start to feel what you put out. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky world. It's tricky. <laughs> I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me today in the now hear this entertainment guest line from New York is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, Michael Del Judas. Visit his official website at www.bigshottributeband.com and then engage with him on social media. On his website, you will find links to Mike and his band on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There's also a link there to get on the mailing list. Of course, keep up with Mike online for when and where you can go see him perform live with the Big Shot Tribute Band, and then Billy Joel's website for tour dates so you can see Mike playing guitar and singing with Billy. Do purchase Mike's original music. It's available on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, all the usual online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on that site the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. As you know, this is Milestone Episode 150. Go back and listen to Episode 101 when we did sort of a best of from some of the first 100 shows. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. Just amazed, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that we are up to 124 countries around the world now where this show has gotten listeners from. And as I mentioned before, whether you're going to look for Mike's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Mike, I think one of the biggest topics I'd love for you to comment on in terms of advice for listeners who are up and comers is is what we were talking about before, leaving the ego behind. Um, you know, it, it, it would be real tempting to let your rise go to your head and to your credit, you have not. Uh, plus, you even go from, as you mentioned, playing sold out arenas with Billy to happily playing a local club on Long Island that has you know, maybe one tenth of, the, of that size crowd in there. What, what advice do you have for, for up-and-comers? How, how does one stay grounded in a situation like that? Well, I'm, I mean, I would imagine it, it, it has to do with your personality already. I, I, I think it has to, I think people that are, you know, I don't know, I've met people 
I'm just being real. I mean, I've met people in my life that I just feel like right off the bat, I'm like, wow, they they kind of like themselves, and uh, <laughs> you know, and and it's and it's and it's like that's foreign to me. Uh, so I, I would say that you're kind of. I, I think you have to be naturally inclined to be the way you, the kind of person you are in order to get pushed over that cliff mm -hmm. to becoming an absolute idiot, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so I, I, and I say that, I say that with kid gloves because, you know, I'm sure there are people that are kind of in the middle and then all of a sudden they do get pushed over the edge and they let it get to them and they let it whatever. I think it's your self image. I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, you got to be realistic in this world. I mean, what we're doing in music, you know, we're not, we're not, this is not something that's, let's be real, it's not something that's learned. You either have a natural ability for, for singing or you are never, you're probably not going to really be a great singer, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to, you have to have, you have to be able to carry a tune, right? You have to naturally be able to do that. Sure. I know people that just cannot, cannot carry a tune if it, if it hit them in the, in the head, <laughs> being carried, being carried for them. And then I see them. And then I see people like building, you know, architecture and, and, and buildings. And, and for me, I look at that and I go, holy, you know, I can't put together an entertainment center at my house without it falling apart. You know, like there are, there are things that we do that we are made to do. And um, I think the key is to always, to always try to be better, to always look at yourself and see the things that you think you can improve on. Um, and... You know, if you're listening to yourself and you're going, yeah, man, that's, that's good. Ah, that's, that's when you already are probably making a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, the, I think the key is to listen to yourself immediately and realize, you know, I didn't ask for this gift, but I have it. God gave me this. I didn't, I didn't come out and go, you know, one day and say, you know what? I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be, no, it's something that I naturally loved. It's something that was put in me to love. Um, but my nature is my, personal nature is to always want to be better and to get better and to be better. So I, I think it's more that I, I think you can't allow yourself, if you're going to allow yourself to think you're more than you are, you've already taken yourself out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to look you know, for that red flag going up in, in your own head. Yeah, you have to, you got to be realistic. I mean, if you're not willing to be realistic and say, you know, uh, Mike, you're, you know, you're a side man. You're, a, you're you're in a cover band. These are the things I tell myself. Because mm. why? I don't do this. I don't do this to say, you know, like you know, Marcus Aurelius. You know, that whole thing had somebody follow him around and just tell him every day in his <laughs> ear, whisper in his ear, "You're only a man." You know, you know, like I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't need somebody. I don't need somebody saying that to me in my head. You should be saying that to yourself in your head every day. Uh, listen, relax, uh, dude. You were in a trailer 15 years ago. You're singing somebody else's music, be thankful you're doing that and making a living. And now you've got this unbelievable gig, which let's be realistic, was a complete fairy tale. It happened great, but it's not going to be around forever. Yeah, and you now, will be back in that Now show. shut up and pay the and, electric bill. <laughs> exactly. Now shut up, be thankful for it, and realize that you're probably going to be back in that trailer again. So let's, let's you know, let's, let's, let's prepare for that. I'm not preparing to, I'm not preparing to get a Grammy. Exactly. You know, would it be great along the way? Would it be great along the way to go, wow, one of my songs made it, or I made it as an artist, even myself? That would be the next, obviously, huge milestone would be, wow, my artist. But, but I'm fine without that. You know, yeah, of I, don't, course. I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need that. You know, I mean, I've achieved more in my life musically than I would ever imagine. So I, 
you know, I'm fine. I mean, I'm good where I'm at. It's, it's, if God chooses to do more, well, you know what? He's written a great story already. So, yeah, I no. mean, well, we're, we're, let's let him, you know, let him complete, complete it, I guess. We're in the home stretch here, so let's just have a little fun. Uh, do, do you have a favorite Billy Joel song to perform with your Big Shot band? And, and I wonder, is there a moment in the Billy Joel show that is a highlight for you each night? I, I, and I guess this might be a different question, but what memory with Billy Joel stands out the most? So I guess those are three different questions. A favorite Billy song to perform with Big Shot, uh, a moment in the Billy show that's a highlight for you each night, and, and what memory with him stands out the most? Um, well, the favorite song would be Seeds from the Italian Restaurant. I, uh, that's my favorite song of his, I think, overall. I just, I love that it could be seven minutes long, and, it, and it's basically three different songs in one. Yeah. That was the time on radio that you were able to do that back yeah. then. You know, you could, you could write that kind of song, and I, and I, and I applaud, always applaud him for his genius. He's just genius in that song. That is just pure genius. Um, now, I don't necessarily think I like performing it the most, because there are some spots in that where... I can really hack it up. And, and so, you know, he wrote some really difficult piano stuff. So there are, you know, it's not exactly, you know, but, and there are, there are certain nights that I really feel like singing, you know, or I'm in a singing mood and I want to, and I want to, and I want to grab maybe a piece of what he sounded like in the early seventies. And I'll go back and I'll listen to CW post or an early concert and I'll flood my brain with that before wow. the show. And then wow. I'll go on and I'll go on and I'll be like, wow, I really want to sing Summer Highland Falls tonight because it's yeah. just such a great, you know. So every night can change where it can be like tonight's the night I really want to do this song and I want to do it justice and I hope I do and, um, you know that there's that you know. Um, is there a moment? The in, in, is there a moment in his show that's a highlight for you each night when you're playing with him? Uh, I, you know what I mean. Every every night, every night, just when the, when the lights go down and we walk out and people start screaming, that's the highlight. Nice. Nice. That's the highlight. Whatever, whatever happens during the show, I'm there to do my job. If he gives me, or he gives Crystal, or he gives Mark solos, or he get, you know, he's so really good about sharing, uh, the stage and sharing spotlights and letting letting the talent of his band shine. He's just he's just he's egoless when it comes to that. He's just, you know, he's just a great dude, and uh, he always likes to showcase his band and. So yeah, I have, I've had many beautiful moments of you know singing until the night with him. It's been, it's happened a few times, maybe two or three times, but those were immensely bone chilling moments. There's not too many mm-hmm. moments that when you're performing you get chills. You know, usually you can listen to somebody else perform something on America's Got Talent or one of these shows, and you go, "Wow, I just got chills." There's not too many moments while you're on stage that you get them while you're singing or while you're uh, and there have been a few moments during that song until the night where it was like me and him harmonizing together. And it was just such a sound awesome. like was on the record. It was old, wow. you know, but there, 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 there's a lot of beautiful moments. There really it. is. There really is. Well, Mike, uh, just you like, know? just like I love to talk all about my terrific stepdaughter, Samantha, I want to give you a chance to brag about your daughter, Samantha, who has got a heck of a voice. Uh, listeners, there's a video on Mike's YouTube channel of his daughter singing Hallelujah with her dad playing and singing alongside her. Mike, is is there another Del Judas music success story in the making there? I, th- I think we got, I think I may have a few. I have a son, Colby, that's really, really talented vocally too. Wow. Uh, I have my other son, Noah, who has got unbelievable rhythm, so I could, I could see him becoming a great drummer. Uh, but wow. I, I think, you know, and Victoria is my oldest. She's, you know, my little beauty queen. She's absolutely gorgeous. And, 
you know, the whole, the whole beauty thing. And I, you know, there's, there's a lot of talent there and I guess, you know, I leave it up to them to choose what they want to do. I don't push them uh, in anything. Uh, it seemed, seemed with Sam that, that singing came very naturally. Um, and so, so yeah, you could hear on any one of her songs, any one of her videos that she's just got this, this knack to, to, you know, give you the goosebumps mm. and Colby, Colby too, same thing when he sings. So it's, it's, She's got she's got a career ahead of her, and it's up to her. You know, uh, I try to let the, I, I want them to nurture it like I did. I want them to go through the school of hard knocks. I want them to do gigs. I want them to perform a lot. Yeah. I want them to learn. I want trial by error for them. Yeah, get the reps. You know, I, yeah, you know, you got to get the you got to get the work the work callous. You know, you can, nothing's nothing's fast fast food when it comes to success in music. That's why I kind of don't. That's why I. I, don't, I mean, I'm not. I don't have anything against the shows that are on that, but they're really wham, bam, thank you, man. Now you're a star, you know. And sometimes to these young kids that just have not gone through, you know, any kind of stage or life experience to, you know, produce uh, comfortability. And you know, we take these. We're taking these kids. And we're putting them on these shows, and you know, they barely have any confidence. And all of a sudden, they're getting ripped apart by a judge who's, you know. You know, you're in front of 20 million people. You're going to have a bad night. You'll have a flat <laughs> note. You'll have a, and all of a sudden, in front of 20 million people, it's where you were terrible. You were pitchy. You were, you know, what a great way to start your career off. You know, I mean, what an <laughs> awesome way to, you know, I mean, how many how many thick skinned people do you know at that age can handle that kind of stuff? I mean, I think it's, I think it's kind of kind of feeding our young talented people to the wolves, as opposed to allowing them to go to school to become, you know, the lion tamer, so to speak. You know, you don't just throw, you don't just jump in the lion's den when you're not a lion tamer, you get eaten. So it's the, you know, I think, I think there's something to be said with my kids where I always tell them, you know, gig a lot, sing a lot, whenever you can go to open mic, do whatever, sing at and school, how, and do a, take, you know, you know, do all that stuff so that you can, you can get that confidence because the talent's there. It's evident. She can sing, man. I mean, she, you know, she could definitely sing. Colby could sing. My son could play. You know, yeah. They all have. They, Victoria's beautiful. They they all have these abilities and these talents and these things that they can use. It's just really up to them, to the degree that they want to do it. And awesome. I'm certainly not going to spoon feed them. You know, awesome. I'm just going to help them. And so. uh, listeners, go back uh, two weeks ago. Zach Sebaugh was the guest. Uh, he was on The Voice last year and um, actually had an interesting quote in reference to what Mike is talking about. And, and his quote was uh, that being on The Voice, he said, um, it's really a workshop and a music boot camp for you. Because he was saying that it just gets you to the starting line. Um, we have reached the the ending line, if you will. Mike, uh, we're going to close today with another original song of yours. It's the one that you talked about called Ordinary Guy. I know that you um, gave the story behind it before, but anything else that you want to say about Ordinary Guy before we close out with that one? Well, it's a fun tune. It's a boppy tune. Uh, it's um, and it's just a, it's a, it's a, a satire kind of song. It's a sarcastic song about you know, you know that the, that the musician is the classic. All the musicians are about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and yada yada. Well, I, <laughs> well the whole song is basically sarcastic. And I guess I'm not your ordinary guy. You know, it's it's I, I'm not geared. I'm not geared in a lot of the ways. But I guess you know some of our classic rock classic rock people were in the past with all the stories of, you know, <laughs> groupies and yada yada. So I think it was just a sarcastic satirical song, uh, written to that. And, uh, well, I hope everybody enjoys it. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun tune. It's a boppy tune. Awesome. Uh, well, Mike, I so enjoyed talking to you. Thanks a million. I really appreciate you making the time for this. And, uh, 
Really grateful to have had you as the guest for episode 150. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me, Bruce. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Listeners, that will do it for the milestone 150th episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Michael Del Judas. Do visit his website. It's www.bigshottributeband.com and then engage with him and his band on social media. So that means like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to Mike's YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. We've talked about a lot of them today, a lot of the videos that are on there. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, keep up with Mike online so you can see where and when you can go see him perform live, either with the Big Shot Tribute Band or on tour with Billy Joel. And then, as he mentioned, there are some original Michael Del Judas shows as well where he does his original music. And do purchase that original music. It's on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, the usual online retailers. And don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to the show and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost is how you share episodes on there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening to the Milestone 150th episode. We'll send you out today with another song from Michael Del Judas. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Ordinary Guy. Don't need no fling to breathe Got two cents, that's fine for me
took advice from someone else. Tune. 